Listen, you, you know, this Wednesday starting some things. I'm going to encourage you to be a part of that. A lot of things coming up, um, and so just make sure you do that. Listen, if you have never been baptized, the 26th, we're going to baptize people on Sunday morning. So make sure you sign up for that, and it's going to be just a blast. By the way, I, I do have an, an important announcement to make. Um, and um, After next Sunday, we're going to be debt-free. Amen? Come on. Praise God. Amen. So after next Sunday, that next week, us and the elders, we're going to march to the bank and we're going to hand them our check and get as many suckers we can and bring them back. <laughs> and um, uh, we're going to, we're, but we're going to celebrate this on the 26th, okay? On April 26th, Sunday, April 26th, when we're going to do our baptism, we're just going to have a great big celebration. We're going to show, you know, the devil that he doesn't have a chance. And, and uh, amen. And uh, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to burn our, um, our, our, you know, our mortgage here. We're going to burn it. I wanted a flamethrower. I don't know if that's going to happen. If you know my history in fire, you don't want me to have a flamethrower anyway, but, but we're going to, we're going to burn it and we're going to, we're going to worship. We're going to Thank the Lord for all He's done. I have a word. You know, our messages that we, we prepare months and months in advance for, and it's just so cool how God orchestrates it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be part of the message I'll be dealing with is about getting out of the boat in the midst of the storm. And, um, and so you don't want to miss that Sunday. I really believe it's just a powerful Sunday for our church and, and uh, that He's going to do some really cool things. And we're just going to just celebrate and, uh, and what he's done, but also what he's going to do. Amen? And uh, so just, and we're going to have fun. We're, I don't know exactly what all is going to go on, but uh, it's going to be a blast. So amen? So make sure you be there. Look in your bulletins. Let's get going. Um, we're in our, starting our, our, our uh, new series here for the next three weeks. The, this week and all, next two weeks from now, we're going to be talking about storms, overcoming the storms of life. And, and uh, you know, it's so funny that, um, you know, every single one of us, we go through some storms in our lives. We go through troubles, and we go through trials, and we go through things that just kind of hit against us, and, we, and it just seems like, why are they there? And, and all of a sudden, I mean, you can go be doing things, and it's all going well, then all of a sudden, something happens, and it just messes all that good, seems like it messes the good up, doesn't it? And you don't know where it came from. And, and storms come, and they come really a lot of times to shake your faith and to change what you believe. And it tries to get you off course and, and to stop you. But there also are some reasons for some storms. And, uh, but we're supposed to go through them. And I love one of our, our verses that we've been advertising with is Matthew seven twenty five, And it says this, And the rain descended. That means it came from above. And the floods came. That means it came from below. And the winds blew. So it came across and it beat upon the house. So it was coming against this house from every direction. And the Bible says it fell not. And there's a reason why the house didn't fall. Because it was founded upon the rock. It was founded upon the Lord Himself. Upon the revelation of God and the understanding of God and the relationship with God. And so my heart here in, in this whole series is that, that you're going to go through storms. You're going to go through some things, but we're going to fall not. 
We're not going to be moved in these storms in the wrong directions, but we're going to continue to go through where the Lord wants us to go. Because before you know it, fierce winds come, and they try to take away the happiness, the dreams, and ultimately our lives, and we need to learn to continue in them. Now let's turn to Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark chapter 4 is the story about Jesus on the boat. And there's some really things that really pop out on, into me when I read this story. Some words always pop out. When you're reading the Bible, words should pop out to you. Holy Spirit should bring some things to you. And here they are, and it says, And that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. You need to underline that because no matter what you're going through, you're going to get to the other side. Jesus is always bringing you. If you're a believer in here, he's leading you, right? A believer, Christians, means to be a follower of Christ. So he's always leading you to a place. He's always leading you somewhere. But sometimes where he leads you takes you through, and sometimes there's storms in the midst of them. So that day when evening came, he said to the disciples, let's go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took along They took him along just as he was in the boat. And there was other boats with them, so people were kind of following them across to the other side. And a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped, so water was getting in. And Jesus was at the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it completely calmed. And verse 40, And he said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now, something interesting about this story is that um, Matthew records it one way. Matthew says, records it when Jesus says, He woke up and he says, Why are you afraid? Matthew records it that you have little faith. Mark records it that you have no faith. And Luke records it that you have basically lost your faith or where is your faith. So it's kind of interesting to me that these guys, these men who were on that boat, who were probably the ones still screaming, every single one of them, that, that they recorded a little bit different. Now Jesus probably said it one way and they heard it in the way that was going on to them. So Matthew probably was one that had little faith. Mark was one that had no faith. They think this ship is going down and you're going with it. And, um, and Luke was searching under the cushion. Where's my faith? You know, he was trying to find it. And a lot that happens in the storm. You know, we're, we're, you know some of the songs that we were singing today kind of reflected that. You know, how many guys ever said, God, where are you at? How many guys have ever had anxiety attacks in the midst of things going completely wrong? I mean, I don't, I don't know where you're at. I mean, we've all been there. We've had little faith. You know, that little faith, you know, we're like, yeah, he could get me out of this, but I don't know that he will. Or we could have no faith and says, I give up. I'm done. Or we could have lost our faith and just are totally confused about the situation and don't know where to go. I don't know where you're at today, but storms do that. Storms do that. 
And it's amazing what Jesus did. And here, I mean, he really came to each one of these guys, basically, and, and, and met them where they're at. And see, that's the great thing about God. When you're in the midst of a storm and going around crazy, if we'll just stop and turn to our Savior and look at Him, keep our eyes on Him, God, what are you going to do? How are you going to lead me through? Because Jesus' intent, He didn't intend for them to get on that boat and sink. He intended them, I am taking you to the other side. See, God is taking you to a place, but sometimes you have to go through some things that's going to rock you a little bit. It's going to change you. And they are meant to change you sometimes. Sometimes they are meant to destroy you, so they come from the enemy. Sometimes they, you make a mistake and the storms come and you allow them to come in. But sometimes they're there for a purpose. And I want you to understand this. I want you to, remember, I want you to understand these things about storms. Storms are, are inevitable. They're going to come. In fact, some of you, probably you're entering into a storm right now. Some of you are engaging. You are in the middle of it. And it's happening right now. Some of you are emerging and thinking, whew, that's over with, you know? You're glad that's there. See, the storm in Mark, Jesus was still on the boat. He was still there with them. Jesus, Jesus said this in John 16, 33. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So he said, saying, take heart. No matter what you're going through, no matter if you're entering in one, you're going to get to the other side. No matter if you're in the middle of it, you're going to go, you're going to continue and look towards him. And he's going to take you to the other side. Or you're coming out of it and you're glad you're on the other side. But you know there could be some more coming. But it's okay. We need to come to that place and understanding that storms do come. And they should be like we should be like what Jesus, how he handled it. Let's find a cushion and let's go to sleep. And let's have that perfect peace that, has, that he had in it. So storms are inevitable. Storms, number two, are unpredictable. Storms are unpredictable. You can't plan them. You can't, you, can't you, know, you know, have them stop and wait so you can make everything right for it. You can't time them. You can't schedule them. They're going to come. They're unpredictable. You don't know when. Everything can be so going well and you don't even know why this storm came up all of a sudden but it just did it just popped up all of a sudden how many's ever in the in if you're if, how many's ever been around the beach area and everything you know humidity's coming up and everything you know storms can just happen just like that they can happen here just like that all of a sudden it's all clear and and, and boom there's a thunderstorm pop up they're they're unpredictable so you've got to understand that about storms. They're inedible. They're going to come. They're unpredictable. Number three, they're impartial. No one is immune to them. I used to think that person never goes through stuff. How many has ever thought about that? That person never goes through, through stuff. Matthew 5.45, Jesus says, He causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. It's impartial. Every one of us goes through storms. But maybe that person knows how to respond to the storm differently than I do. 
And I look back on my life, I've gone through storms and I've just didn't respond well to them. I got in fear. But there's been times I've done pretty good in them. But they're impartial. They come to everybody. Number four, I love this part. Storms are temporary. Amen? They have an end to them. They don't last. Hebrews 10.35 says, So don't, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to pers- persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. For in a very little while, He who is coming will come and will not delay. Listen, storms are temporary. They're not going to go on all through your life. They're not going to be there. They're temporary. And so the whole thing I want us to understand and understand about storms is that when we go in them, uh, there could be a purpose in them. And that's number five. Storms are opportunities. Storms are opportunities. And so we realize what a storm is. Then we start looking to Jesus. Okay, how are you going to bring me through these? What is the opportunity I can take out of the storm? How can I grow in this time, Lord? How can I change? What do I need to get rid of? What do I need to have shaken off of me? There's an old parable that says this. It says, all sunshine and no, no rain makes a desert. God wants to build your faith in the midst of the storm. Now, Imagine yourself on the boat with Jesus. He's sleeping. You're yelling at the Son of God, by the way, sleeping during the storm. And then all of a sudden, he just looks at you and gets up and says, peace, be still. The storm cuts off and says, what's wrong with you? Where's your faith? What do you think you're going to do? Are you going to learn from something? Are you going to continue to yell at him? No, you're going to be thanking Jesus. You're saved, number one, and you're not throwing up anymore because of seasickness. But you're going to learn from that situation. Our faith can be strengthened in the midst of the storm. 1 Peter chapter 1, 6-7 says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had suffered grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through refined by fire, may be proved genuine and result in what? In praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So in the midst of the storm, there's opportunities. What are the opportunities that you're going to have? So when things get t- tough, don't just freak out. They're going to come You already know that now, right? So you know what that does? When I know that they're inevitable, it takes the power off that storm to scare me, to make me afraid. Because I know they're inevitable, they're going to come. I know they're unpredictable, so they're going to come at any time. I'm not going to be afraid of them any longer. I know they're they're impartial, so they're going to go to everybody. I know everybody goes through this. And I know they're only temporary. So since I know they're only temporary, I know there's, this is only for a time. So what, what's going to go on? How am I going to learn? How am I going to grow? And how am I going to become better on the other side? And I know Jesus is taking me somewhere because I'm following Him. I choose to follow the Lord. So where is He taking me to? 
And what are the opportunities he wants me to grow in them? How about this? How can we, during the midst of the storm, still be victorious and joyful and not have a smell of fire on us? Yes, we can. We can have that. So what I need to do during the midst of the storm, I need to refuse to be discouraged. I need to refuse to be discouraged. Psalms 23, 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For why? You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So they guide me and they correct me. Amen? And that is a good thing. And so when a storm comes, what if it is for correction? To get me back on track. So God, I'm not going to be afraid and run away from you. And that's where a lot of people do, is that they want to run away from the Lord. And they want to get away from the Lord. And they want to give up. No, I need to run to Him. How do I need to be corrected? What needs to happen? Do I refuse to be discouraged in this midst? God, okay, it's going through it. I trust in you because you are with me. I am going to walk through the valley. Because there's, there's two people can be taking the same storm. One can be defeated and destroyed. Or one can win and grow in it and move forward. I'm going to choose. That's a choice. I'm going to choose to win in this. I'm going to be strengthened with him and not discouraged. Colossians 1.11 says, Be strengthened with all power according to the glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. So God wants to strengthen you. So you and I, with his own power, he wants to strengthen us so that we will not give up when trouble comes and we will be patient. So don't be discouraged. Number two, when the storm comes, remember that God is with you. God is with you. God is with me. Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. So when you're going through this, you have to have this heart and this attitude. It's no big deal. Why? Because God is with me, and I'm going to seek the Lord. And I know it's easier said than done. This is what I have to do, because I don't like storms just as much as anybody. And when when the storms come, when the hardships come, and they continue to beat down, the rain beats down on me and everything, and I'm just thinking, what's going on? I run to prayer. I get on my knees, and I I find out, God, where are you at? Because that's where I need to be. I want to get there, and i got to remember that He is with me. Because I don't need to be discouraged. Because God is with me, and He's the one leading, and He's the one guiding me, and He's the one going to be taking me to the other side. How many guys, you want to go to the other side? And you don't want to stop. And you've heard the statement, so many people quit before the miracle. Don't quit. Don't get up, give up. In fact, you should be more excited during the midst of the storm because you know God is at work and there's a miracle going to happen in your life. There's a miracle that's going to happen in your marriage. There's something that God is going to do in your relationships, in your finances, in your job. And it may be hard right now, but Paul says these things are only for a moment. Amen? They are temporary. 
But what I need to do is recognize that Jesus is with me. And the, what the, the, the disciples should have done is looked at what Jesus did and found their own cushion and went to sleep. But the reason we brought this message is because I want you to understand, not because just storms are coming, is I want us to be strong in the midst of them. I want us to be happy and joyful in the midst of them. Instead of just forgetting about it and stop believing and being just in this thing, God, where are you? Because my fourth thing is don't stop believing. You knew that's what you were thinking. <laughs> now it's going to go on your mind. Don't stop. Believe. Nothing about, nothing, nothing's better than an old journey in the 80s. Amen? Come on. <laughs> you know, that's the thing is that we come to this place where we just, we stop believing. It's not that we give up on the Lord. It's not that we lose our salvation. That we, you know what, believing, believing is action. Is we don't put, believing is putting our foot in the right places as Jesus. It's following Him. How many of ever seen these war movies and they're going through a minefield? Step while I step. Step where He steps. And when we believe, that's what we're doing. We're putting action. Okay, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing this. And people used to think I was, I was crazy. And they think, why do you do that? When, 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 when Lisa and I were, were low on our finances and things just seem to be taken away from, we give more. Why do we do that? Because I won't stop believing in the promises of God. I won't stop praying for people. It's people. People wonder why, Sean, why are you praying for people for healing? You're not completely healed yourself. And that's what you say, but that's not what I say. Because I believe. Don't stop believing. You rely on God's Word, His protection and His guidance. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalms 34, 19 says this, and this is, I believe that living Bible. says, the good man does not escape all his troubles. He has them too, but the Lord helps him in each and every one. Don't stop believing. Go after it. The storms will come, but don't stop. And when you believe, it's not just, oh, Lord, I believe, I believe. It's, Lord, I believe, and I'm going to take the step towards the belief. I'm going to start moving forward to where you called me to go. I am not going to give up. I'm going to continue. I'm not going to stop. So let me, let me share this. I'll share more of this in a couple weeks. Back in January, we decided as an elders to... This is the year we're going to pay off our, 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 our building back in 2014. We're going, to, we're going to push forward in that. I don't know about you know, but this was a lower financial year for our tithes and offerings. And we knew it was going. We had made some changes in 2013. And, uh, you know, and it just wasn't an easy year. But, you know, I, I've known this about anything. For, to grow in any way, there, there is pain. And, there, and, it, and it is not always easy, right? And so uh, how many guys have ever had growing pains? You know, that's what it is. When you grow, there's some growing pains. My kids have that in their legs sometimes, you know. 
And so we've made some decisions, and we knew these were decisions were right, and we changed some things. And um, it wasn't always easy. But to take on taking out $340,000 out of our building was, was a big deal. To think that that was going to come in during this year. But that was believing the Lord in the midst of trial. In the midst of a storm, we believed. But we took steps in believing. And we said, we're going to do this. We're going to see this thing through because we know it's the will of God. And see, that's the thing. In the midst of the storm, you should run faster towards what you believe than run away from it. But the opposite happens to us is that we think that we've got to slow down and stop and, and not push through. And, and, and no, that's the hindrance. And that's what the hindrance wants to do. That's what the storm wants you to do is to not make waves anymore. Is not to push through. Is not to continue as fast as you're doing. It wants to stop you from going forward. But you need to make it quicker you need to go faster during the midst of the storm you need to run faster you need to grow go closer you need to pray harder you need to worship stronger you need to read the word more during those times than ever before and you need to continue so don't stop believing and when you do that there's victory in that you need to go after the lord and you're going to see god do some amazing things in your life so no matter where you're at right now Jesus is going to take you to the other side, and it's going to be glorious when you get there, amen? It's going to be glorious as you're walking through because your trust is in Him and you're worshiping Him because you don't have your eyes set on what's happened around you. A thousand can fall at your right and and 10,000 at your other. Things can come against you, but it's not going to bother you anymore because your eye is on the prize and you're going to go after Him with all your heart. That's the whole part of God during the midst of the storm. Is not to be sad and dread. It's to be happy and glad because a miracle is going to happen in your life. Amen? How many guys are ready for that miracle to happen in your life? And see, He wants that. So no matter where you're at, you may have little faith right now. You may have no faith. You may have lost your faith. He's going to meet you right where you're at and it's going to help you go through it. Some of you want to give up. You want to stop. You're afraid. You don't know what to do. Listen, the Lord is here for you. He's here to take you and to bring you to the place He's always meant for us. And you know that place. In fact, you have vision of the other side. So what is the other side to you? Is it being having abundance in your finances? Is it doing what God's called you to do? Is it in your marriage? Is it in your life to be free from depression? So you can be and move forward with the Lord. Is it to hear the voice of God? We had one lady in, in, our, um, in the Love After Marriage that didn't, couldn't hear the voice of God. was struggling with that. And came into this, and that's one of the big things you do in love after marriage, is hear what God is saying. And she heard him every single time. But she pressed in. And pressed through. So what is the other side for you? Is it to be the man that God's called you to be? Or be the woman 
God's called you to be. Press through. He has given you a vision inside of you, but you have all the storms it seems like that's stopping you. Press in. And let's go over to that other side. Amen? Because He is with you and His rod and His staff, they comfort you. Bow your heads, close your eyes. So Father, right now, I just pray. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, show us that other side. Whether it's in our relationships with our spouse or our kids or even with you, Lord. Help us, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Show us the other side right now. Give us vision for that. That we may press on and press through and not give up. That, Father God, that we're not going to be discouraged. So I pray for encouragement right now. We strengthen ourselves in the Lord by praying and hearing your word, Lord. That, Father God, that will continue in all that you've given us. That, that we're not going to stop, Lord. Now, God, because you are with us right now. That you're in the boat with us. You're not left us alone. You're not left us at all. And so, Father, just show us that right now. And we choose to believe and to walk forward with you to get to that other place, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So, Father, help us right now in the name of Jesus. I just pray for everyone here. And if you're going through that storm right now, you're going in the midst of it or you're engaging in it, coming into one, just, just give it to the Lord right now. Give all your fears, give all your doubts to Him. He's going to meet you right now where you're at. Start to hear His voice. Say, Holy Spirit, give me Your Word. Show me Your plan to get me to the other side. So, Father, I just pray, bring comfort right now. We know storms come. They will not have us any longer. They will not take hold of us anymore, Lord. In Jesus' name. And we just receive it right now. And Father, as we go through this series, and as Patrick preaches next, next week, as we go through at the end in the 26th, Lord, we choose to believe and to stand in faith and to walk through and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No one else looking around. Everyone just eyes closed right now. If you're here today and says, Pastor Sean, I'm sitting here and I just know I need something more in my life. Well, listen, Jesus is here to come into your life and to change you. And just what we call save you. But you have to give him your life right now. He's died for you. He's given everything for you. He wants to forgive you and bring you hope and bring you love right now. But you need to accept them. He, he asks that you make that choice. That He wants you to say, "I make that choice to receive all that you've done. And that you died for me and I choose you, Lord. And I make you my boss, my Lord and my Savior. He wants you to make that choice right now.
And you know you need something more, and that more is Jesus. You were made for Him to have a place in your life. And so if that's you right now, and you want to do that, I want to pray with you right where you're at. I want to give you this opportunity right now. He says, Pastor Sean, I want to make Him my Lord, my boss. I'm tired of the way I've been living. I want to give Him my life. I want to make Him everything. I don't understand it all, but I know I need Him. You're sitting there, you know you do. So if that's you right now, you want to do that. I want to pray with you right where you are and just raise your hand. It says, Pastor Sean, that's me. Okay, you put your hands down. It says, Pastor Sean, that's me. I want to give him my life. Anybody else in here that says, Pastor Sean, that's, who I, that's what I want to do. Okay, you put your hand down. Okay, this is what I want to do. I want to pray. I want everyone in here to pray after me. And you just pray this prayer. Mean it with all your heart. And those who raise their hands, listen. This is the time that God's going to come into your life. He's going to change you. He's going to make you new. He's going to forgive you of everything that you've ever done wrong. And He's going to empower you to live a life that's full of Him, life of full of joy, love, and peace, and righteousness. You couldn't do it on your own. He did it for you. But now we receive His power so we can start walking in His ways. And so... Repeat these words after me when we pray, and He's going to meet you right where you're at, and your life, the Bible says, will be changed forever. And I believe it will right now. Today is your day that your life is changed. So everyone in here is going to pray this prayer with me. Just repeat this after me. Father God, I give you everything. I give you all of my life because you died on the cross for me. You took my sin, everything that I've done wrong, upon yourself, and you took its punishment, the punishment I should have taken. You took it from me, so I wouldn't have to go through it, so I could live. So I thank you for dying on the cross for me, and I make you the Lord of my life. And I confess Jesus as my Savior. And I thank you. And from right now, I receive forgiveness, your forgiveness, your love, your peace, your righteousness in Jesus' name. And from this day forward, I will serve you with all of my heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. God is good, isn't He? For those who raised your hand for the very first time, thank you. You are welcomed into the family of God. And you are in a family. But this is a first step in your journey. And if everyone would get out your connection cards, please, in your bulletin. And in there, there's a box that if you could check, and it says, I gave my life to Jesus. If you could check that box out and fill out that form, and give it to us. We want to give, have a record of your visit, but we also want to send you some information on what is the next step, so what God has for you this from now on, okay? Because this is just the beginning of that, and it's a lifestyle that you learn. Now, the Bible says you are forgiven. He is not mad at you. He does not, he does not hate you. He has forgiven you. He, in fact, He has forgiven and also forgotten all that you've ever done wrong. Amen? Come on, give the Lord praise again. Amen? He is so worthy.